0: statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. What they I will do, I am
1: not going to put up with paying the players. Well, Roll Tide Willie said it last week. If he's the next head coach at Alabama, he ain't going to pay the players. So maybe he's to blame, Travis, for all the madness going on for Alabama in the portal in recruiting. Do you think Alabama fans are comfortable today uh, blaming Roll Tide Willie for one of the more frustrating days they've had since Saban retired a week ago?
2: Well, they're going to be looking for somebody to blame. We've already seen uh, big time – you know, Alabama people come out, big-time Alabama accounts come out and say, look, something about the portal has to change. Something has to change. This is the last straw. No, no, we've been out here in these uh, transfer portal streets some time now. You've been up in your ivory towers. Well, welcome welcome to the transfer portal streets. This is how we get Bama down. Bama
1: fans just realized that college football is broken. The rest of us have been saying it for several years. It's like, yeah, guys, I, I mean, where where you been? Welcome to the rest of the sports. Welcome to how us uh, common folk uh, live in these in these streets, as you said. Yeah, Bama fans just now finding out that this uh, the sport needs some fixing.
2: Yeah, there's one uh, there's one uh, Alabama account that blocked. Hayes Fawcett and said, I can't take it anymore.
1: <laughs> they're ready to tap out already? <laughs> because <Dang. laughs> they, know,
2: they know that every tweet of his is going to be another Alabama player, starter or otherwise, leaving uh, leaving the program. Just crazy stuff, man.
1: But you know what? They, uh, they they had this coming. They they deserve it a little bit. I don't, I don't feel bad for them, okay? But they, they've had a bad what, four or five days? Uh, they had an awesome decade plus. I, I think that they're I think they're going to be okay in the end. But reality has hit Alabama fans, and it's hit hard. In in case you didn't hear, Caden Proctor, who was a five-star last year, played as a freshman. Uh, He's going to go to the portal today, or announce he was going to go to the portal today. And then Caleb Downs, who was uh, SEC Freshman of the Year. Some think he had a chance to be maybe the best player in college football next year. He is uh, looking like he's going to be headed to the portal as well, and maybe Georgia or Ohio State. So... I am uh, curious what the text line thinks if, after everything that's happened over the course of the past week, do you guys think a big step back is coming for Alabama? Maybe some of you think that it's going to be all good with Kalen DeBoer, or do you think a big-time step for Alabama is coming in the near future? Hit us up, 405-651-3439. Are, would you be really concerned if you were a Bama fan at this point? How, how would you feel?
2: Well, I mean, I could spin it either way, right? You have a team losing probably its two best young players in Caden Proctor and Caleb Downs. Um, but you're getting a coach that, and losing a lot more, mind you, but you're getting a coach that just took a team to the national championship that, Tyler, you could put half of Alabama's roster in the portal, and they would still have more blue-chip talent than what Washington had last year. So, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. You got a guy that, made the national championship with not very many blue chips. So it's almost like, uh, um, you know, it's almost like the football gods said, okay, Kalen, since you're so good at doing that, how about you do that here at Bama? You thought you were going to have it easier here? Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to have to do the same thing again.
1: Uh, I bet Bama fans, are are they, uh, judging by the reactions you've seen on social media, are they ready to throw popcorn at the head coach like uh, Eagles fans were doing to Nick Sirianni on Monday nights? Oh, <laughs> they they're oh. already placed him on the hot seat at this point.
2: Well, what's Jeez. funny is
1: I don't think, from what I've seen,
2: I don't think any of them are blaming Kalen DeBoer. I think they're blaming the state of college football. I mean, it was. I mean, now one of the big uh, recruiting uh, Alabama accounts says this BS new era of college football has become completely laughable. Players should yeah, be able to gain from their nil, but think? not like this. <laughs> like, bro, where have you been? Where you been? Like, that's what cracks me up is, like, all these Alabama people. And, and Tyler, we've seen this before, right? Sometimes it takes the big dog getting affected to force the change, right? Oh, yeah. So, so, hey, Tyler, maybe maybe Bama's the one that's getting sacrificed in order to, you know, get some guardrails up or something like that. I'm not sure what can be done. Yeah. But – This feels like, okay, you had Alabama and all their kind of, their sway uh, sitting up there saying, no, everything seems fine, you know, it's just the way of the world, blah, blah, blah. Well, now, who's, who's really left, Tyler, that says, no, everything's fine? I guess Georgia maybe, maybe Ohio State, but really not even them. They started losing a bunch of five stars to South Carolina and Miami and, like, uh, was Alabama, Tyler, were they the last ones that said, no, everything's good?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. As long as they had Saban, it didn't matter what the rules were. They were going to be fine. The offensive like rules, the si- situation with offenses in college football changed dramatically. Saban had to change along with it. Didn't matter. They won national championships. There were a lot of changes in the sport since he got there in '07, and they navigated them all. They, they-, they were fine, right? They would still be in contention for a national championship and probably win one most likely, um. So they didn't really – Bama fans really never had much to worry about. Nick got it, man. We good. Nick Saban got it. Well, he's not there anymore, and they're panicking. So would I like to see guardrails on the sport that I love so much tomorrow, Travis? Yes, I would. There are, there are things that need to be fixed with college football. But at the same time, I kind of want Alabama fans to live like the rest of us for at least a few years before we get this thing fixed. Just let them live like – have to live like a normal fan at yeah, some point. Yeah, let them slum it. Let them slum it a little bit, you know what I mean?
2: But, you know, it's, it is what it is. The, the weird thing is, Tyler, all these guys are leaving. It doesn't feel like they're going to be, you know, distributed evenly. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't feel like they're just going to go down the list and say, all right, you've got to go to Iowa. You've got to go to Illinois. You've got to go to Syria. We've got to spread everybody out evenly. Like, this isn't some expansion-type situation. Like, th- they're going to go to Ohio State or they're going to go to Georgia you know, some might go to Florida State. You never know. But, like
1: Re- – Receiver's already – he's already at Texas. So throw that right, in Right.
2: You yep, you've got Isaiah Bond at Texas. Like, it's not it's not going to be a talent drain evenly and then prop up some teams because now they've got Alabama's best player. Like, it's not going to be the case. It's just it, – the rich are going to get richer. It's, it's not going to
1: change much. 580 with quality players in the portal from Bama and soon-to-be Michigan – Does OU still have room to pursue some key players? Also, hopefully OU can get an early jump on some of the 2025 decommits. In terms of players in the portal from Bama, well, we may not be done hearing about all the players from Bama that are in the transfer portal. But at least my feel right now, Travis, is that like it, love it, hate it, however you feel about it, it just doesn't feel like OU is going to be in on a ton of Alabama transfer portal players. In fact, they're not in on any of those guys right now. Uh, Some of that is due to where OU's at numbers-wise, and maybe that changes in the second portal cycle. But as of right now, I mean, I I wouldn't know of one name to throw out there that could be a possibility at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, anything's possible, right, in recruiting. And that's why, you know, we talk about finishing second you know, in these recruitments, these are the ones you hope for, man. I mean, I'm sure Iowa right now, who finished second for Caden Proctor, is sitting there going, get whatever money that we pay to the Ferentz Family Trust and, and get it going towards Caden Proctor. Like, a lot of Iowa fans were gutted by that, right? And they wake up with new life today, right? And Georgia fans, they wake up with sustained life, I suppose, because a guy like – uh because a guy like Downs gets in the portal, and they've got his former coach. So with Oklahoma, as it pertains to Oklahoma, I expect it to make a lot more um, sense in the 2025 class as we look to fill that up. I don't think it's simply going to be roster poaching. Because, like, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier. Just because somebody has Alabama across their across their uniform doesn't mean, oh, they're an instant take. Like they're going to – like the 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 linebacker that Texas took – I, he wouldn't see the field at Oklahoma. Like, like there are certain things where you're like, just because it says Alabama, let's at, le- let's at least let them do some evaluation and see if they even want the player. Their center, I'm sorry, but I don't want anything to do with their center. I watched the national championship game. I watched them all season. Like, I don't want us to get caught in this trap of, oh, every Bama player can take us to the national championship next year. So, if we don't get any, we're going to be terrible.
1: Uh, okay, from the 918, LOL Bama, silly question, Bama's done. So there's one person saying, yep, they're done. Forget about it. The run is over. Uh, 918, Alabama's not going anywhere, and their fans are ridiculous for any concerns. Every five-star will be replaced by a five-star. Let's see. Alabama, this is from Nathan in Tulsa. Alabama is that girl who married a rich old guy but was left out of his will when the old guy died. Was Nick Saban the rich old guy at, at 70 years old? Uh, Make it yeah. over ten million dollars a year.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm. It's funny because you saw even Marlon Humphreys put out on Twitter. He said, "Man, I would be jumping ship in the portal if Nick left." Like, like when you get like part of Alabama's strength in recruiting has been Nick's ability to point at that wall and say, "Look at all these NFL players that are from Alabama that are now in the NFL." He could recruit with that, right? Well. When you have former players that he uses to recruit to Alabama, when you have them on social media saying, I wouldn't have, you kidding me? I wouldn't have stayed at Alabama if it weren't for Nick. Like that is is an absolute just, I mean, anvil to your program.
1: Cherokee Sooner says uh, Bama will have a decade of suck like Texas. A decade of suck is coming for the University of Alabama. It's hard to even uh, imagine that could be a scenario. I don't I don't I yeah. Cherokee Sooner, I I think is joking there. Uh like about ninety five percent of his text.
2: I was about to say, yeah, that's got yeah, some but some, some ba- track record.
1: Bama will be good again. If not with this this head coach, they'll be good again with the next head coach. Um, they they'll be here to stay for they're too serious about it. They've got too many resources. The area, the country that they're in, Bama will not forever be bad at football. They'll, they'll, they'll be okay in the long run. They'll be, they'll be good. They're just not going to be Nick Saban good. Correct, like, like, yes. Like, that's the thing. And is... nobody
2: probably ever will again at any school in the no. sports history. No, absolutely not. I mean, him, he is a blue blood unto himself. Like, for him to leave, if they win, Tyler, if they win half the national titles, then the next guy's a Hall of Famer. Like, the next guy's, like, one of the greatest ever. Like, so, are they going to be fine? Yes. Callan is a good coach. They hired him for a reason. They're still in a recruiting hotbed. They still have the resources. Uh, You know, you've said the numbers about how their enrollment increased, which translates to, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that they can spend on that. Like, they're going to be fine. They're just not going to be bama.
1: You know what I mean? Kyle from Shawnee says, I'm glad Bama is coming back to reality. Now it's Georgia's turn. Boy, that would be uh, great timing if Alabama's coming back to reality and Georgia is as well. Because here's the thing, man. If Alabama's coming back to the pack a little bit, how it normally works out is someone kind of rises to the top, right? And Oklahoma's got an opportunity to maybe rise to that level. Like They've got a long way to go on both sides of the ball. I'm not saying how they're – currently constructed they're ready to do that it's just if Alabama is going to take a step back with the new head coach someone else is going to rise to the level that they were uh, originally at and Oklahoma could be that LSU could be that Texas could be that hell I guess even Ole Miss could be that as well right but but it's going to be it's going to be somebody that joins Georgia at the top soon
2: yeah you yeah absolutely and It's not too dissimilar, Tyler, to how I felt when the SEC move was announced, you know, that OU and Texas would be going to the Southeastern Conference. I thought to myself, okay, OU has been the big dog in the conference. And when you look nationally, I mean, Texas, as bad as they were with only three conference championships, they were the other big dog, you could say, based on, uh, again, the national championship. But, like, who's going to take over, right? Is it Oklahoma State? Who's done so well, you know, with those 10 win seasons and despite not having the recruits anybody else, they always seem to be there in the end. Is it TCU that just came off a national championship appearance? Is it Arizona? You know, is it like you, you see this as look, somebody is going to rise to the top in OU's place. So now it almost feels like that with the SEC, doesn't it, Tyler? It's somebody is going to rise up and take that we'll call it the West, like Alabama's spot theoretically. Like somebody's going to face Georgia in the SEC championship game. Like who's it going to be? Why not us,
1: right? Yeah, exactly the point. Let it be you. Make it be you. Uh, UConn Bob says the players are decommitting from Nick Saban U, not Alabama. So you Tide fans have to understand your flagship university was only as good as your old head coach. So I think the majority uh, at this point on the text line saying, "Yeah, Alabama will indeed take a uh, big step back," and that's kind of how I'm starting to feel. At least, at least next year, a uh, step back is is in order for those guys. Well, what, what is? Can we quantify? What's their
2: big step back? Nine is and three would be Missouri's a Missouri's year, basically. Is it? You know, it, it. Yeah, nine and three, eight and four is that big step back? God, eight and four,
1: Alabama. I can't even imagine it. They 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 won't even go to the bowl game if they're eight and four. Forget about it. Either that or they'll still bring 2,000 RVs to whatever bowl game they play in. The Dukes-Mayo Bowl, if that's it. <laughs>
2: hey, you know, like I said, Kalen uh, just came off a national title with less talent than he will have at whatever's left of Bama.
1: He, you say, so you're saying he'll have more talent than Alabama than he did at Washington? More talent to work with?
2: Yeah, despite yeah. the you know whatever's left of the carcass of, of <laughs> their recruiting classes, will still be more talent than they had at Washington.
1: Yeah, 405-651-3439. Let's get it going on the uh, Meyer Chevrolet text line. Big basketball game tonight for OU. Two dollar beers available. We'll tell you everything about the hoops game tonight. Coming up next right here on The Ref.
0: Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app. The number one source for Sooner fans. Rightway Insurance is an independent insurance company, which means they work for you. They can use their network of providers to search for better coverage and a better deal for your life, health, home, or auto insurance policies. With their help, it's easy to find a better insurance solution. Let them help you search for the best coverage for your needs. Give Rightway Insurance a call today 405 607 6014. Touring, connecting cultures, leading by example. Teaching is a journey that shapes lives. Are you ready? Explore teaching at teach.org, supported by the U.S. Department of Education and one million teachers of color.
1: 7 p.m. tonight on ESPN+. Plus. It's 15th-ranked OU hosting West Virginia at the LNC. OU listed as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite going into tonight's game. Now, it's going to be weird seeing – or not seeing, I guess, Nick Saban on the sidelines next year when Alabama plays. Yes, there were coaches at Alabama before Nick Saban's got there, but he's been there for so long. He was kind of the identity of the program. Someone else standing on the sideline is going to be weird next year. Travis, it's really going to be weird not seeing Bob Huggins on the West Virginia sideline tonight. I hope they have a bar stool set out somewhere still.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is, but it's – you know, you wish, especially being a college basketball fan, like you wish it would have ended differently. Maybe ended a bit more like Saban's. Gonna step away because how his ended was just about as bad as you can you can go out, right? I mean, you have the radio interview, and then you have the very public arrest. Like that's that's not how a guy like that should go out. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah it, it is gonna be it is gonna be very weird. But speaking of bar stools at the basketball game. Old oh, Porter, taking care of the fan base. Taking care <laughs> of the fan awesome. base. I'm sure you have that audio.
1: Oh, yeah, I have it, and we're going to play it later on in the show. I can play it again right now, but if you haven't heard, uh, $2 beers tonight, and they had $2 beers for a game earlier this year, and the text line kind of lit up the next day and said, well, that's awesome, but you had to stand forever in line to get one of those. Well, it wasn't just the text line that said that apparently uh people were tweeting at porter moser saying hey man like let's let's maybe get this fixed and here's what porter said about it yesterday
0: iowa state for no students here being a sellout it's going the right direction they make a difference and um you know you just got to keep going there's some there's some uh some good promotional things i think everybody loves the two dollar beers um (laughs) concessions so we got two dollar beers going that's got to be a nice little thing and um you know, I try to c- control what I control. I got hit on social media that there wasn't enough beer stands, so there's going to be more beer stands at the, ga- at, at, the at, at the at the at the game tomorrow, so people don't have to worry about uh, two dollar beers having to wait in line. Hopefully, um, so always trying to do what we can do to get the big the big crowds in the Lloyd Noble.
1: Is he now in the M- Mount Rushmore of favorite OU coaches of all time for fans? After that,
2: I mean, I don't know how you can't like the guy, man. Like I know, I know some people, you know, early on say, oh, he's just a small school guy. And then when, you know, the first two seasons didn't really go our way, it was like, God, ah, I don't think this guy's really the man for the job. Well, now you see that he's got, you know, he's got his guys in there. And, yeah, it was a tough loss uh, on the road at Kansas. You know, it was a tough loss to North Carolina. Tough loss at TCU. But as you're seeing, Tyler, the Big 12's really good. It's really tough to get a road win. And that North Carolina team is quite good. So if, if nothing else, Tyler, the guy's trying to get us – beers quicker.
1: <laughs> and
2: he's a guy that listens to you on Twitter. Like he'll legitimately say, "Oh, you know, fans were telling me that you know, we need more beer stands." And he went and got it done. Like this is a guy that I want so desperately to succeed because he's 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 busting his hump trying to get people in that building, trying to get people excited for the program, whether it's going around to the fraternities or handing out hot dogs or tickets or trying to get double the beer into the stadium. Like the dude has has earned it. Like
1: he he's earned
2: you know the support, no doubt.
1: Well, I just I wish I could go back and read some of those tweets. Like, uh, hey, great game, coach. Uh, proud of where we're headed this year. Lowe sh- uh, shot the ball well. God went tough inside, but come on, man, we got to get more two dollar beer stands out there. What are we doing?
2: Right, it's uh, a <laughs> man. We're really moving the ball well, from what I could see from the line you know, yeah, from the uh, line getting of a the beer, I, I couldn't, couldn't really see very well, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think the game went great based on how the crowd went, but yeah, no, you got to show up. It's it, every big 12 game is going to be exciting. You know, we're big time favorites, but don't let that fool you. This will be a good game. They just beat Texas. Not that that's saying much this year, but they just beat Texas. This is a team that's got back a few players it's going to be a game, man.
1: You, uh, you mentioned how good the Big 12 is, and, and I think we all know that, but the Big 12 currently has 12 of its 14 teams ranked in the top 76 of the net ratings. So that means for those 12 teams, of the 14 teams in the league, any road game for the most part against nearly 80% of the league will be a quad one opportunity. So you're getting big-time quad one opportunities essentially every single time you're going on the road. That's because insane. where the conference is ranked at
2: uh, ranked well, right now. Well, and the wild part is, Tyler, we went we started in, in number twenty with Ken Palm, and a lot of people are using that. Even even you know the Joe Lunardi's, the bracketologies of the world, they they use Ken Palm, no doubt, when they're referencing it. And we went zero two last week and moved from number twenty to number twenty. Like that's that's how. Oh oh you got treated
1: like a Texas football loss then in a tough <laughs> non conference game. Nice. Well, we're getting, we're,
2: we're, I feel like they're giving us that SEC quality loss. Nice. Thing. That, those quality losses can sometimes be better than wins. So but that's what's crazy is like we don't move down in Ken Palm at all, and we don't really move down that far in the regular poll, like in the AP poll, despite going 0 2, and and that just shows you the respect that's held, you know, for the Big Twelve.
1: This will be – and I don't think that this is sentimental at all. Like West Virginia has just always seemed like an odd fit in the Big 12 ever since they joined the league in what, I guess 2012 was their first year. You don't really run into very many West Virginia fans. Not a whole lot of West Virginia fans made the trip to Norming during football or basketball season. So like, this is one of the final times – People will see West Virginia come to Norman for a game. I don't think that that's very sentimental. But who is the first, like when you think of West Virginia athletics, not just one particular sport, but when you think of West Virginia athletics, who is the first coach or player that comes to mind? Pat McAfee. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say Bob Huggins, but Pat <laughs> McAfee, yeah, his star <laughs> level right now, pretty good. So when yeah, th- we Pat think of White. a kicker and a basketball coach is what <laughs> yeah. we
2: think. Yeah, Pat White. Uh, you know they, they, they've got they've got some dudes that were on the team with McAfee. But yeah, but as far as basketball is concerned, oh Huggins, and it's not close. Not, e- not even in the same galaxy as anybody else, in my opinion.
1: I mean, I'm just trying to like Geno Smith, I guess, because you faced off against him in 2012. Tavon Austin is someone you would think of, but if well, that's PTSD. I, y- thanks y- to my therapist, I don't think about I don't think about him anymore. So good. appreciate that. I'm glad that you're uh, I'm glad that you're seeing someone for that. Uh, most of <laughs> us should have years ago, <laughs> years ago. Yeah.
2: So if you can't if you don't mention that name anymore, I, I won't have to pay extra for my next session.
1: KW the nine one eight says John Denver is who I think of when I think of West Virginia <laughs> athletics. That's pretty good.
2: That is a great one. That is a great one. I, I mean. Jerry West went there, yep. but that's not who I think about.
1: I mean, I, I mean, know that I, I know that he played there. I, I know what that means that name means in basketball circles, both collegiately and in the NBA, but I I, I, I feel like Huggy Bear man is like at yep. least for me, and they've had some good football players, not so many great football teams, but if you're asking me, West Virginia, who's the first person you think of? I'm like, uh, ah, Bob Huggins. That's my answer. <laughs> right
2: yeah it's he's an institution uh there's no doubt it's going to be a little bit different and the team's going to play a little bit different right i mean you're used to you know swarming defense very high energy type full court type defense it's it's not going to feel like a bob huggins team tonight now they'll they'll pack it in a bit you'll have to make some
1: shots but it's going to be it's going to feel a bit weird it's going to feel a bit weird, and the post-game press conference isn't going to be nearly as fun. Uh, this is probably my favorite from Bob Huggins a few years back.
0: No knock on them, but everybody shoots a high percentage against us. We suck.
1: Uh, coach saying that we suck in a post-game press conference. <laughs> <laughs> Some coaches might hint that he thinks they suck right now, but just to openly say that, yeah, everyone's shooting a high percentage against us. We suck. That's, that's, that's brilliance. Thank yeah you, thank you for the moments huggy bear
2: yeah de- definitely definitely a good he had almost a kind of his i don't know kind of his connotation on some things some in- inflections whatnot like had some Mike leach to him in his press conferences you yeah. know what i mean like i can if you close your eyes like you could if you put a little more draw on it. Like you could – and somebody
1: said, hey, this is Mike Leach. You could convince some people, I think. I don't know if they were buddies or not, but I know they would have been uh, fast friends. Oh, if, absolutely. If they, ever, if they ever hung out in uh, Key West or wherever Mike Leach's uh, bar was at down there. Jeff Hostetler says a texture in the 405. Sam and Edmund says burning couches and moonshine are the only right answers. Not people, but it's synonymous with West Virginia athletic events. Well, if I were just to ask you, what's the first thing you think about with West Virginia fans? You would think about moonshine and burning couches as the first two things,
2: and and coonskin hats. Yeah, that's that's like that would that would be yeah that would be the trio that I think of.
1: Pretty amazing to be known for that, Uh, Geno Smith. From the two four oh Lamar. Do you remember his
2: like short lived like Heisman campaign where he like he threw like eight touchdowns in a game or something like that and he was putting up crazy stats? And then he did, I don't even think he finished as like a finalist.
1: So their first ever Big Twelve game in twenty twelve, they beat Baylor like seventy to sixty three in in Morgantown. And I think that's the game that you're talking about. He threw like eight touchdown passes. Yeah. And then they, they go to Austin and they end up beating Texas and I think they started 6 and 0, 7 and 0 that year and lost like their final 5 games of the year to finish 7 and 5. So, yes, he was the Heisman frontrunner I think through 6 7 weeks and he wasn't even I mean wasn't even on the radar like 3 weeks after that I after think he lost s- out.
2: I think he set like a college football record if I remember correctly for like most touchdowns thrown like without an interception through however many weeks cuz he had I 12 20 he had 25 touchdowns and no interceptions just through the first 6 weeks like jeez i mean <laughs> goodness wow.
1: gracious that is that is uh that's impressive Dana Holgerson, in all caps, as a texture in the 405. There was a game OU played out there. I think it was the 2014 game, maybe, where, uh, hot mic, hot mic, uh, you caught a Dana Holgerson F-bomb during a timeout while they were trying to throw a Hail Mary. How about, how about that combination that West Virginia had at one time, their football and their men's basketball coach? Bob Huggins and Dana Holgerson. That's, yeah. that's about as wild as it gets right there.
2: Yeah, it re- it really is. Um, you know, I th- I'm thinking any other note. I mean, Rich Rod was up there. Yeah, I remember that well. Um, but yeah, that's golly, what a couple characters. It, it, would that be? I'm trying to think of other schools that would have like full blown characters. I, I want the text line to jump in on. My that, mind
1: immediately is like, Who is the LSU basketball coach when Coach O was there?
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> like, like who has like, even, even less miles would be. Like, see who's on the opposite side of him sometimes. Like, think about the schools that had coaches at the same time of their football and basketball team and and can match up to uh, to that West Virginia combination. Mm-hmm.
1: Dane and Bob Huggins going to be tough to beat. <laughs> it's going to be real tough Whatever to beat. answers we get. But, yeah, 405 651 Someone said Kevin Noggle, and that just brings back memories back of the NCAA tournament. So thank you for that. Really? All right, we'll hit up the uh, Kinnipelmeyer-Chevrolet uh, text line next. And... Yes, more OU hoops, college football as well, right here on The Ref.
0: Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app. The number one source for Sooner fans. Mike Steely here for my friends at Cavens Emergency Response. Are you prepared for the winter weather? This time of the year, we see pipes first when we least expect it. That's why Cavens Emergency Services are here for you 24 hours a day. Cavens can prevent further damage, dry structures to minimize mold, and fix pipes. Leave the work to the experts. Cavens is here for you.
1: Call them at Cavens Grill, Men's basketball coach, the same time on campus, we are thinking about Bob Bob Huggins and Dana Holgerson. Being at West Virginia at the same time. Getting a lot of uh, Mike Leach and Bobby Knight at Texas Tech at the same time. Oh, man. One very laid back. The other one maybe not as laid back.
2: But no, entertaining that's, nonetheless. That's good. I mean, in, anything with Jimbo on there is good. So Jimbo and Buzz Williams were there at the same time. Um, my My favorite might be at least – what getting them in the same room would probably be like? Sam Pittman and Eric Musselman oh my gosh. at Arkansas.
1: I don't know who's more likely to take off their shirts in uh, in that duo.
2: <laughs> I like to think of Sam Pittman just cracking a cold beer and uh, not promoting it, but cracking one, and Musselman just lo- just losing his mind over something and trying to get him worked <laughs> up, and Pittman just relaxing, sitting back.
1: And, of course, you've got Barry By God Switzer and Billy Tubbs at Oklahoma at the same time. yes. And both of them did legendary things. Of course, you know, we are laughing earlier about Bob Huggins saying that his team sucks in a post-game press conference, which you don't hear a lot. Well, you've never really heard this, what Billy Tubbs did during a game. Regardless of how terrible
0: the is, do not go That's unbelievable. He never passes up an opportunity.
1: I mean, to take the microphone in the middle of a game and criticize the officiating – it's one of the coolest things that I think I've ever seen a head coach do. Dur- it, It's it's the coolest thing I've ever seen a head coach do during a game. I mean, that's oh, amazing.
2: Absolutely. Could you imagine, like, I mean, it wouldn't hit the same, I think, in, uh, in like a football setting because there's no microphone down there, but basketball kind of being on top of each other, everything being so close, like, you can hear it. I mean, you can hear it on the call. The place lost their minds. <laughs> like, how, how brilliant
1: is that? Uh, it's, 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 the, it's the best. It, it's, it's brilliant. It's the I'll best. I'll tell you what. I love it. But he, but he and Switzer there at OU at the same time? I mean, I don't know where this quote falls for Switzer, but I, it may not even be in the top 20. What
0: does a victory over Texas do for you and your club now? Oh, I'm a happier than a pig-eating
1: <laughs> And That's on TV, man. Those two guys <laughs> at OU at the same time. Best years ever. Oh, that's funny. I I do like the.
2: Uh, we could just listen to old uh, old Billy and Barry. Uh, I've got enough you know, in the audio
1: library here. Trust me, we could do it. Yeah, I bet.
2: <laughs> I think uh, another good one. Um, you know, that's still in the family is uh, Stoops and Calipari at uh, Kentucky. That's that's ended up being a, a, an entertaining one to say the least. It's
1: one of the fiercest rivals in the SEC, man. Um. <laughs> One claiming that it's a football school, or what, what was it, Coach Cal was complaining about the facilities that yeah. football gets because it's really a basketball school, something like that.
2: I mean, how many coaches have beefed with each other at the same school? Not enough, man. Like Not cross enough sport. is the
1: answer.
2: I mean, that is, oh, that's funny. That's funny. Back in the 80s, you had uh, Steve Spurrier and Mike Krzyzewski, both at Duke.
1: Ooh, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. But Tubbs and Switzer, tough to beat. Um, Dana Holgerson and Bob Huggins. I bet there were some wild nights out in the town. There in Morgantown, when when those two oh. guys were there. Oh yeah,
2: Eddie oh, Sutton and Frank Broyles. Another good one. Golly, yeah, it's just some fun stuff. But yeah, some more problematic than others. We'll just say that.
1: Nine one eight. I was at the game, and the funny thing is, the, ref, the refs asked him to say something on the mic to get fans to stop throwing things. Well, he said something on the mic, didn't he? <laughs>
2: yeah, maybe, maybe they stopped throwing things, but. They, uh, it, it, it's the perfect thing to say. It's yeah. The per, it's the perfect thing to say because they, theoretically, hey, I did what I was told. They stopped throwing things. Yeah, but coach, you're going to get fined. Okay, cool.
1: And the best part, if you've seen the video, is <laughs> what what do they tee him up after that? And he gives him the look like, what I say? what I do? What do you, what, 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 what are you blowing a whistle at me for? What happens?
2: Like the Brilliant. classic, uh, you know, the, the, uh, like the, the guy, uh. The, the cornerback grabs a
1: receiver in the middle of something, and he turns. What? What? What did I do? What did I do? He kind of gave one of those. What's, uh With OU being a twelve and a half point favorite tonight and losing two road games last week, which hey, I they lost at Kansas in a really good TCU team. So I, you would have liked to have split those two games, maybe not turn the ball over as much, but that's not going to totally de- totally derail your season. But this is as winnable as a conference home game is your probably going to see this year. Oklahoma State at home, one of those as well. What's this on the must-win scale tonight on a scale of 1 to 10? I I know it's early, but it does feel like it's really important.
2: I will put it at – I'll put it at – I know it sounds crazy, but I'll put it at a 9 because –
1: I was going to put it at 8, so you're even more aggressive than I am.
2: Yeah, because people will look at it and say, look, Big 12 play just started. You know, you can – You know, you can lose one early. You just got to make it up on the back end. No. Like, with the Big 12, as competitive as it is, and how hard it is to win on the road, you have to win. A, you have to win your home games. And B, you've got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. And West Virginia right now checks both of those boxes. Them and Oklahoma State are the two worst teams. The Oklahoma State at home game, that's the only one that's a 10 for me, Tyler. That's the only one that's a 10. They, I mean, are embarrassed – I mean, they're they're bad. They're really they were bad. embarrassed by Kansas last night. They're eight and nine, I believe, on the season with some bad losses, uh, like some some buy losses, some bye game losses. And I mean, not even their fans are showing up anymore. Like I'm wondering, I'm wondering if Boynton makes it through the season, Tyler.
1: Well, I I think the buyout. I mean, the buyout number is so big. Like maybe they're just fed up with it that they're going to fire him, but. They're, they're on not the going to get it
2: through ticket sales. No,
1: that, they're, they're on the hook for a lot of money with their head coach, which I thought they would have learned their lesson, uh, I, I guess not the last time around, but the time before with Travis Ford. Obviously, <laughs> that's not the case.
2: Well, And, and it's crazy the dichotomy that, that exists at Oklahoma State right now because Gundy either can't or refuses to recruit, but he just, he just wins. Like, he just coaches up, coaches up a winner. And then Boynton fills his roster with talent – and he can't win to save his life. So it's just so weird because it's like the sports gods have just totally flipped the script on Oklahoma State. And it's almost like Gundy can sit there with the, what, 100th ranked recruiting class in college football right now, whatever it is, they're down there somewhere, and can point to the basketball program and see, see, look what Mike's doing. Uh, you don't want all those stars. on. You don't want all those blue chippers. You want what I got. I'm the one
1: winning. And if you're sitting there and you're an OSU admin, you got to say, you're right, Mike. Just keep doing what you're doing. One more, uh, the dynamic duos in, in hoops and uh, yeah. of football. Roman Shawnee says, Iowa State had Dan McCarney and Larry Eustacey at the same time. Oh, wow. That's a dynamic duo. All right. Uh, second day bull. in a row that we brought up Larry Eustace on the show. <laughs> second right, day a in a row that I will bring up that, yeah, he was a legend on and off the court during his time at Iowa State. <laughs> if you that's don't a, know that, what I mean, do some research there. That's got to be a record. Got to be a record. Oh, that's, that's fine. That was stuff. the text line's New Year's resolution to bring up more Larry Eustace during the show this year.
2: Hey, Chris Beard yeah. and Tom Herman. They, oh, okay.
1: No, they didn't. They over, never overlap. They didn't overlap. No, Tom. It would have been Tom Herman and Shaka Smart at the same right. time. I think. Which you know, because Chris Beard was at Texas for like a, what a year and a half. Wasn't right. Long. Cause he,
2: yeah, he just came over from Tech. But that's uh, the Shaka Smart one. Now that's he. He's a he's six man of the year. He keeps on playing defense on the sidelines. He keeps on coming onto the court. I'm surprised he hasn't been suspended
1: yet. But. Uh, or at least heat up a bunch. But, yeah, Shaka Smart, hes he's got a little character to him, too. Yeah, yeah, no, he does, for sure. 405-651-3439 is the Kniepil-Meyer Chevrolet text line. We'll hit more OU coming up next right here on The Ref.
0: Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app. The number one source for Sooner fans. If you're looking for a no-appointment-needed doctor's visit, head to Norman Regional's Walk-In Clinics in Norman and more. Open Monday through Friday from 7A to 7P. Our walk-in clinics offer convenience for new or established patients. The clinic providers treat allergies, cold and flu symptoms. More about how No Kid Hungry is helping end child hunger in America at helpnokidhungry.org.
1: Cavens Group bringing you the Sour of the Rush. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. Cavens Group, 405-573-3048. 405-573-3048. Ted Roof is the defensive coordinator in the Big 12 once again. Ted Roof is uh, he's heading to Florida. He's going to be the defensive coordinator for Gus Malzahn at UCF and I believe they were at Auburn together at one point so reunited for Ted Roof he's a DC once again good for him
2: yep and uh I, I've got it on uh pretty good authority that Lee Davis picked him up from the airport down there in Orlando nice. so there you
1: go just uh, adding OU staffers <laughs> with, hey. with hey. OU going to the SEC that's two hey. already can we claim him as part of Brent Venable's tree now uh, Ted Roof? Yes. <laughs> Ted Roof is a part of the Which would he be the first branch? Well, I guess Lebby technically would, Lebby. right? Yeah. Lebby would. Yeah. Okay. Good, How do people hey. feel about that tree so far with all the criticism they got? <laughs> Lebby and Ted Roof is the first two branches on the tree.
2: Oh mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I don't think uh I don't think they're going to like that. They're not going to put that
1: up in their living room uh Christmas, no doubt. Man, these uh, yeah. <laughs> These duos of uh, coaches at the same school at the same time. Art Briles and Kim Mulkey just made me go, ugh, during the break. Ugh. Just I don't even think
2: you're – is that even legal to say those two names at the same time? Good <sighs> Lord.
1: Not in uh, whatever county Waco's in. Not in that county. I don't, I don't think that it is anymore.
2: God, that's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah, that's – I'll tell you what. It's been a it's been a fun uh, thing on the uh, text line today. It's been a fun topic the Lee Corso and Bob Knight together in Indiana from the 405. That's 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 quite the duo as well.
1: Yeah. Cherokee sooner says that's not a tree, that's a shrub. <laughs> so some, some things are <laughs> going to happen that need to happen there for the Brent Venables uh, coaching tree. It's
2: a Charlie Brown Christmas tree.
1: All, uh, all all the stats over the Nick Saban tenure at Alabama have been interesting to like from everything to how enrollment has been affected at Alabama over the past 10 years. I wonder how many times in the past 10 seasons they were an underdog. Probably not a whole lot. Probably very few times. they. I, well, I know it was few times they were an underdog, but I bet the number is pretty astonishing. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook released some early lines for next year. They released two Alabama lines, and they're an underdog in both of those games. They're a two-and-a-half-point dog at home to Georgia next year. And they're a one-and-a-half-point underdog at LSU next season.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. fascinating. I mean, here's the thing. How many points do you think – all right, so we know that home field is worth three points traditionally. Like, quarterbacks are obviously worth points. Like, how many points, if you had to put a Vegas number on it, was just Nick Saban worth?
1: Three-and-a-half. He got more than the home field. <laughs>
2: Hey, I mean, ta- seriously, I, that, yeah. that
1: could be that, that. could be the case.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I would have put it somewhere I, in that. I don't
1: think they're an underdog to LSU if Nick Saban's still the coach there. I agree. I agree. I think and that doesn't two mean point, that point favorite. Bama was a- absolutely going to be better than LSU, but that's not how the lines, especially at this time of the year, work. Looking for some action.
2: Yeah, I mean, two, oh man, two hundred. I mean, here's the thing. I... I don't know. A lot of people you have to realize, uh, like, lines are set to make money. Like, Vegas is there to make money, not to pick winners. So, I don't know. Are those going to be the lines once, you know, the games happen? Probably not. But just the fact that
1: you have two underdogs in one season ahead, boy, oh, boy. They had Georgia minus 12.5 against Clemson. That's a neutral site game. Texas minus 1.5 at Michigan. LSU minus 6 against USC in Vegas. Michigan minus 11.5 at Washington. Oregon minus 1.5 against Ohio State. Georgia minus 3.5 at Ole Miss. Ohio State minus 6 against Michigan. And Colorado minus 7.5 against North Dakota State next year. Oh, please, North Dakota State, come on. Come on, North Dakota State. Let's get that one done, please.
2: Let's go. Let's go, Bison. Let's do it. Although didn't they just lose their lose their head coach to the linebacker position at US, USC?
1: Yeah, but I still got I still got confidence in the Bison that they can get it done next year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. My cousin went to to NDSU, so uh, um, I might have to bust out some of uh, some of her sweatshirts or something that day. S-
1: Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year, Deion Sanders. As uh, we have a copy of SI in the office today. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. don't lose to NDSU. Hour two, of the rush coming up next. I can tell where the journey will You're
0: listening to the home of Sooner Fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The REF Sports Radio Network. There are trucks, then there's the truck.